Welcome to Amplified. We're the show that will help you take your message, whatever it may be, and get it out through social media, networking, and other marketing channels. Maybe even some that you've never thought of. Whether you're an organization, small or large business, or you just have the next positive message that's sure to go viral, you'll want to stay tuned this hour. Now, here's your host, Ken Rashawn. Welcome to Amplified. We have a really exciting show, but when don't we have an exciting show? We have Jennifer Hammond is going to be joining us in a couple minutes, and we have uh, DC Swim Week here in the Washington, DC area, and Black Knight Events is going to be having us as a, a sponsor and social media partner for that event, so we're very excited about that. And Jennifer Hammond had her book come out, 101 Resources for Veterans on July 4th, and we were privileged enough to be at this beautiful estate mansion and uh, have all kinds of people come to celebrate not only her book, but just the fact that veterans are so essential in our freedom. So, Jennifer, welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much for having me, and thank you for supporting veterans. I appreciate that so much. So what caused you to write this book? You know, you're, I know you're in the real estate business. You are an investor and you are buying up most of D.C. And there's almost nothing left in D.C. to buy because of you. So what, what caused you to go into the veteran uh, publishing? Well, I have a personal story. My backstory is when I was growing up, I was growing up in Key West, Florida. And my mom was an alcoholic and a drug addict. And when I was a teenager, I was actually adopted by a military family. And they actually, he risked his career to have me come live on base with them. But if it hadn't been for that military family who adopted me, I would not have graduated from high school, never mind, gone on on to college or gone on for a master's degree. And then, you know, as you know, I also host a radio show on Sirius XM. And that show, often I, I focus on veterans and how do we end homelessness for veterans. And on any given night, the, still, the number is still at about 50,000 veterans who don't have a place to sleep, don't have a home. And so when I kept doing all of these different radio shows, I kept finding that there were so many reasons. And yet there are a lot of resources out there that veterans don't know about. And so I'd be flooded with phone calls and emails and, you know, Facebook stuff where people were asking, well, what are your resources? And so it took over a year, and I partnered with the Hero Foundation to put together resources. And these are all, most of them are nationwide resources, so a lot of nonprofits, some government programs that are not well-known. And it just that's all it is, is just a book of resources for veterans to help them. Well, my, I'm really glad you did the book. I know it's a much-needed a resource book, and you had said just the other day you saw some of the people that were at your event that got the book and got a chance to really peruse the book and how emotionally you were with the compliments you got. Would you like to share that? I, you know, it's true actually. And even today, I ran into another veteran who had gotten the book, and he's in his 80s, and he didn't. They were just looking at purchasing a house, and I was absolutely shocked that he didn't realize about the the VA loan, 100 percent you know, zero-down loan, mortgage loan that's available. And then he saw his wife took the book from him and started going through and found all sorts of other resources that, that neither one of them knew was, was even, you know, around or that they would be eligible for it. And that's, that, 
that was exactly, even if it only helped one person, it made me very emotional because I realized, wow, my mission has been accomplished. It's actually out there helping people. It's, it's putting veterans in touch with resources. So if you want the resources, they're out there. There's so many of these nonprofits that are working tirelessly, hours and hours. And if you want to volunteer for a nonprofit, these are nonprofits that need your help. If you want to donate money, they're volunteer. You know, these are the same thing. These are mostly, you know, organizations that are doing such great things. And we want to honor those people. We want to honor our veterans, and we want to honor all of those volunteers that are helping veterans. So that was my purpose for the book, was to help veterans. And it is, I've heard more than one story, like the one today, but, I mean, there's just, it's so powerful, and it means so much to me that it's really helping people. Yay! <laughs> yes, indeed. Yay. <laughs> You know, if there was not a value to this show, I will say that that by itself made this show so valuable because of getting to know you better through the show and also hearing your story of how important this particular veteran was to you, to you in your life. And I got the p- privilege of meeting your brother at a recent concert uh, that was around the July 4th time, and that was the Summer Solstice Day, and, and he did Global, P- uh, Global Jam for Peace in, correct me, uh, how many cities? And I know it's 750 cities and like 100 and something countries around the world yeah 70 countries around the world participated in this global jam for peace and what it is is you know my brother has the wonderful idea and i always have to laugh a little bit about it because i it's it seems so far out of reach, but my brother believes that we can create world peace through music. And I, I chuckle because I, I know how many people look at me like I'm crazy when I say that, but my brother believes it with his whole heart, and he's really connecting people all over the world. And the next one coming up, it will be in uh, September, and he's doing the same thing. He's just connecting people through music, and it, it's just wonderful because, again, Music is one of those universal languages that can really change people in such a profound way. And it just, it's so exciting to me to watch him chase after his dream. And again, you know, just like the story of helping veterans, we've had some of the most amazing stories from children in South Africa that have sent us videos to um, adults all over the world where it really, really has touched their heart and, and gave them hope in a world where sometimes, you know, it gets a little bit harder to have hope some days. Well, you know, everything that's successful uh, that you see had to start some somewhere, and it, and it was just an idea with someone with a corny idea that they could make a difference in the world, and they believed it enough that their conviction, their commitment caused it to shift. So I, I know Greg's got that in his heart, and uh, he's mentioned that he has an interest in being the story of the capital edition of Keep Smiling that'll come out in D.C., and I, I, I know he's very interested. I'm certainly elated if he decides to... Uh, take advantage of this and write the story. But your brother's so awesome, and so are you. And uh, I wanted you to give a chance to have a shout out to the people that helped make your book launch uh, possible because that was an, that was one of the best book launches I've ever seen, and I've been to a lot of them. Well, thank you so much, and I want to say thank you to you. Thank you for photographing it. Thank you for all the promo that you've done for it, Ken. I really, really appreciate it. And a Hero Foundation, who obviously helped with us, and my firm, it's called TTR, Sotheby's International Real Estate, and there was a title company that we had that actually helped out a whole lot, too. And, I mean, I was just really blown away. And then we had an enormous amount of volunteers. I must have had 10 volunteers that just dedicated hours and hours of their time to creating the invitation, to helping, you know, people who came, to, you know, purchasing the books. There's so much you know, of people who have just really dedicated their time 
to help veterans. Again, the mission is to help veterans and connect veterans to resources they need, whether they want to be an entrepreneur, whether they want to figure out how to get a mortgage, whatever they want to do, connecting to their life purpose and making sure that they're living the life of their dreams, because whatever that is, they can do it. So I am so grateful to all the people that have helped. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Ken. Well, I want to also give a shout out to Kat and Lou uh, Edwards for the Markers Cruise, because I met you twice there, and then obviously to Greg Jacobson with Think Yourself Happy, because he was very adamant yeah. about me meeting you, and uh, I have to say, if it wasn't for his push twice for us to connect, I don't know if we'd be having this conversation right now, so I'm, I'm very grateful to both of them for the, the space that allows you to meet people like you and to uh, continue and create a relationship. So okay, where can people buy this book? So Amazon.com, 101 Resources for Veterans. So Amazon.com, 101 Resources for Veterans. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You're welcome. And good luck with the book, and we look forward to uh, carrying that book around to other veteran organizations. And I'm even going to slide over to uh, bring Chris on in a minute, but we're going to have Joyce give the bio, and we'll see what kind of feedback he may have. So hang on the line and listen to what Chris has to say, okay? Joyce? Sounds wonderful. Thank you. How, Joyce, how was your weekend? Well, it was really good, Ken. I had a great weekend, and I'm going to be speaking tomorrow to an organization called Million Cups, which is run by the Kaufman Foundation. So that's kind of an exciting thing tomorrow morning. But before I introduce Chris, I really, really uh, would like to say thank you to Jennifer. Jennifer, my uh, one of my sons is a Marine combat vet. And I am going to buy that book because August 12th is the 15th year reunion of his, he had a special forces unit within that that he was participating in, in Iraqi Freedom. And they're getting together here in this state. And I think I will take that book to all of those guys and in his Whoa, unit. It's only a yay. unit of 12. It was a very small unit. Um, as you know, there's a lot of uh, deaths that happened, and that did happen in that unit since they returned. So, you know, and understanding and triaging what you're doing, that book is an advocate handbook. You know, I really feel that every veteran needs to have an, an advocate, somebody by their side to help them triage all, you know, just what you said. Wow, an 80-year-old person didn't know there was a VA loan. Like, it's, I don't know, you're not old enough to know the V8 commercial. <laughs> it's like I could have had a V8, you know, like a lot of people know about that V8 loan. But not every, all real estate people know how to utilize it for people. So, you know, you, you have a real advocate handbook. It's not a tricky title, but I really, that's a great thing that you are providing for people. And it's the more that it gets out there, the more and more you're going to have of those stories. So I personally thank you on the behalf of my son and all the combat vets that I know because of him. And I didn't have a previous story like you did. I knew nothing about the military until he, he entered the military. So he's my avenue to wider understanding. And now you're helping. So that's awesome. Thank you so much. So I would like to introduce Chris next. So um, Chris Salem. He's just waiting here by the curtains to come on the line. So Chris is really a very accomplished international. Uh, he's a keynote speaker, and he's a business strategist. And I want to hear more about this, Chris, a certified peak performance mindset trainer. He's an international best-selling author with his book, Master Your Inner Critic, 
resolve the root cause dash create prosperity. I love that title. Um, he also is um, a radio show host and a wellness advocate. He has a very, very special passion for empowering people to take their business and life to another level. And he's going to share with us today some specific experiences that have worked successfully for him through understanding really what is that root cause behind sometimes the limiting beliefs we have. Does that sum it up, Chris? That what we're Absolutely, here for? Joyce. We're Great so job. Happy. Yeah. We're so <laughs> happy to have you, Chris. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, welcome, Christopher. I'll tell you, you have quite the website. I, I would like to encourage people to actually go to the website now. It's Christopher uh, Salem, S-A-L-E-M dot com. And you can just see all the amazing things we're going to be talking about today. And if you have any questions that you'd like to interject, feel free to go to our Facebook page, Amplified with Ken Rashawn on Facebook. And please ask any questions you have for Chris and or Jennifer. And we'll make sure they either get passed along or we'll do them on the air or answer them after the show on social media. So, Chris, uh, thank you very much for being on the show, first of all. And what do you think of what Jennifer uh, has accomplished? I think it's fantastic. I mean, anything that you can do for veterans is really important. And there's a gentleman that lives here uh, the next town from me. He he was in the Korean War and I think right now like 92 years old. And he still lives by himself. And a few people like myself, we go over and drop by to say hello. And and I really respect, you know, the, the veterans that have served us in the past, currently, and anything that we can do to really honor and serve them is is fantastic. So uh, hats off to Jennifer for putting out this book, and I feel it's going to go a long way and make a difference. Uh, any family members or uh, mentors that uh, have served that you want to give a shout-out to? Well, my, my uncle, my dad's older brother, had served in Vietnam War. He is now deceased. He's been deceased now for almost 30 years, but I would give a, a shout-out to him for serving our country in the Vietnam War. Okay, and like I said, I'll put you guys together, and obviously with you traveling the United States and doing all these keynote speaking uh, engagements, I, I know Jennifer's looking for opportunities to spread the word that this book not only exists, but that uh, veterans have a place where they can get help. So that'll be fantastic. So uh, to you, Chris, uh, your story is very compelling to me because I, I read your bio uh, and your website, and wow, you've really... Um, gone through a lot of adversity. I wanted to ask you, at what point in your life did you decide to be the person you are now? And what caused that? Well, I mean, this has been a long time in the making, uh, Ken. I mean, it started, this, I went through this process that I'll describe here about almost 20 years ago, but professionally did not get involved with this until about almost, well, a little, almost five years ago. But the way it started was, uh, you know, I had spent most of my career in sales and I grew up in a family of four. I had a younger brother, but I had a father at the time when I was growing up that was not always there. He was always traveling, busy, you know, doing business overseas. But when he was here, he was very, you know, standoffish, could be emotionally and verbally abusive. And as a result of that, I didn't realize that there was a problem. I, it seemed like at the time, you know, I dealt with it and it really didn't affect me. But I did grow up as a teenager throughout my college years and through my 20s, a very angry individual, even though I would have a smile on my face and people 
that didn't really know me know me would think I was a super nice guy. It was, you know, always had a smile on my face, but really inside I was burning up. I had a lot of overt anger and I would act out. And this acting out with inappropriate behaviors led to habits that did not serve me and, you know, cost me a lot of trouble with work-related issues in relationships and also affected my wellness. So when I, almost 20 years ago, when I hit rock bottom and I was suffering at the time, not only from anger, but I was addicted to many different things, uh, alcohol, drugs, sex, food, you name it. It didn't really matter what it was. I, I was an addict. And the anger was really the main addiction. And as a result of that, I just hit rock bottom. I was spiritually, mentally, or excuse me, spiritually, emotionally, and physically bankrupt. And at that point, because I had pointed all the blame at the world and I was the victim, I knew at this time that the only way I was going to get better was I had to take responsibility for my own life, that no one was going to fix me. And I had that epiphany uh, after a near-death experience about 21 years ago. Now, as a result of that, I uh, got involved in a 12-step program as well as began to adopt Eastern meditation into my daily life. So I was doing yoga, Eastern meditation, and the 12-step program. And as a result of that, I kind of took bits and pieces of the 12-step program and Eastern meditation or philosophy and kind of made it into my own practice that I was able to resolve the root cause to my emotional mindset barriers to then find the solution that I could adopt better, healthier habits, behaviors, and disciplines that would change the quality of my life. And as a result of that, I did. I saw my business take off. I saw my relationships improve. And I saw my overall well-being improve as a result of it. And throughout, I would say, 14 years, I spent a lot of time just offering this service and this process to people I know for nothing. Because at the time, I was in sales. I was representing different companies in aviation media, I was broken aircraft, and it wasn't until about five years ago I realized that this was my calling, my true gift to offer to the world, and this led me to write the book and to begin, you know, coaching people in this area to, you know, to stop managing the effect of the cause of the problem and begin to, you know, operate in the solution for sustainable success. What do you attribute the root of that problem, your anger, coming from? The root of the anger was my father. And usually when we look at the root cause of any person's situation, typically it's going to be a parent or some type of authoritative figure in in a child's early years. So in this case, it was my father. And because I did not have that father-son relationship that, you know, most kids have and some don't, obviously, but there was not that connection. I didn't have a foundation. I didn't know who I was. I was always trying to please people but really I was looking to do that to please my father to find ways to that he would notice me without even being conscious to it it was unconscious and as a result it just led to a lot of disappointment and anger and resentment and it wasn't until I you know began to really embrace and become aware and accept and forgive my father It was then at that point I could also release the emotion of anger, the lowest vibrational energy of all that was associated with it. So I'll give you an example. 
anger fueled my life at that time. So if let's say if I got caught off in traffic going to work, I mean, that, that anger from being cut off in traffic could stay with me all day, could last for the weekend. It might even last a week. Now, it wasn't the person that cut me off that got me angry. It just triggered it. But really, the, the anger was deeply rooted back to my father. So every time when I would you know, look for confrontations with people, it was really it was the confrontation with my father, even though it was somebody else. He was the root cause. And in, until I was able to resolve that and release and forgive, truly forgive, not only for my, to my father, but more importantly for myself, I was then able to let go and release the negative emotion or emotions associated with it. So if something triggers anger in me now, it's far and few between. The anger will just be there for a fleeting moment and it'll leave my, leave my system. And I'm right back to peace, joy, happiness. And I'm able to handle it a lot better than I did back then. So that's truly when you know you've resolved the root cause, when those triggers do not hold you hostage like they once did before the pro- this, you did this process. I got it. So d- you said your father was unaware that he was creating this type of anger? Well, I would, I, would, I would say that he had his own issues. He had his own root cause. And that was something that I had to come to grips to because even though I wanted my father to be a certain way, he wasn't capable of doing so because he didn't know how. He had his own root cause. But as a young boy or even a, even a young adult, we don't really understand that. It wasn't until I went to this process that I'm happy to discuss that I was able to really understand he was incapable of being the father that I wanted him to be. And I had to accept him for who he was and forgive him for anything that was done unintentionally to me that had affected me up to that point. I was responsible for my own emotions. I was responsible for the course of my life, not him. So it was up to me to forgive and to let go and to start to move towards the solution. And that's what I did. So we're certainly going to talk about the process, but uh, you're a father as well. You're a parent. Absolutely. I'm a father of a nine-year-old boy. Nine-year-old boy. So uh, as you know, uh, a lot of parenting comes from what you know from your parents, and it just goes over and over again. So problems that uh, with alcoholism and other things just uh, tr- transcend into each generation. So um, what would you say was the process that you were able to transform so much for your, ch- for your son? Well, I had, go- had gone through this process again almost 20 years ago. So by the time my son was born, I was already had a lot of this behind me. You know, mm-hmm. I was in the groove of being in the solution. So I had a strong foundation, a new foundation that I live my day each and every day. I'm accountable every day for what I do. I have accountability partners. It's ongoing for the rest of your life. So when my son was born, I knew what I had to do to not repeat the process that my father did with me and my brother. Now, I was able to come ahead of this. My brother never did, unfortunately. And he became mentally ill. He was a drug addict. Clinically, what was pronounced dead four times, come back to life from drug overdoses. But nonetheless, I didn't want to repeat this process so that that he would repeat it with his children and so on and so on. So I so was able to utilize be... the habits, behaviors, and disciplines to set that foundation early with him. So can we be specific? Uh, 
Give an example of something your father may have done that would have caused something and then be specific about how you changed that for your son. Well, for instance, my father would say that he would be, you know, he would be like at my baseball game and said, you know, you know, said, Hey, I'm going to be there you know, tonight. So I'll see you then. And then wouldn't show up kind of. because something came up with work or something came up that was important to him and didn't realize the repercussions of what it had on myself and my brother always being let down. Right. So with my son, unless, you know, there's, you know, God, you know, there's something that that's unforeseen that, that physically prevents me from being there. When I make a commitment that I'm going to do something, I follow through. If, so, I'm gonna, if I tell my son I'm going to be coaching this year, I coach. If I'm going to be at his ball game, I'm going to be at his ball game. Nothing will hold me back unless there's something that's beyond my control to hold me back. So you're a role model and a that stand be, for your word. So you're actually keep teaching him that he can count on you, but more importantly that that's how he needs to be or he should be to uh, be successful. Yeah, he needs to follow through with his commitments and be accountable for his actions. Well, this is very fascinating. So uh, let's go into the process. Talk about the process. Well, with the process, when we start with somebody, when I work with entrepreneurs, business leaders, sales professionals, or just about anybody, again, it doesn't have to be those types of people I just described, but the first process you know, in, in this is to become aware that something in your life is not working or in your business. You've, maybe you've reached a plateau. Maybe there's something going on in your relationships. They're, they've become stagnant or you can't seem to forge long-lasting relationships. Your wellness is suspect. You can't seem to find balance in your wellness for sustainability in those other areas, like in your business and your relationships. So the key is to be aware that something is not working. You don't necessarily have to know at the time what the problem is. Next is to accept where you are right now and then make a commitment to follow the process to find the root cause to your mindset barrier or problem. Where are these limited beliefs coming from? So it's awareness, acceptance. Next, you're going to want to begin to begin a daily practice of meditation and journaling. And I know we, I, we're probably going to be, you know, I can probably talk about this more later, but just in, in essence, the really the most important part that I'm going to talk about here is the meditation and journaling. Even if you've never done it before, just Find a, a type of meditation practice that can work for you. It's not going to happen overnight. You know, just be, you know, learn to be in, you know, comfortable in your own skin, focus on your breathing, focus on an object that will allow you to focus on something. So as those thoughts come in, you're not going to dwell on them. They're just going to come and go. And when you do, when you meditate for 15 minutes daily, early in the morning, shoot, right after you do that, you want to write down that immediately what comes to mind. It's going to be the craziest thing in the world. Don't overthink it. Don't overanalyze it. Just write it down. And then write down how you feel, how you truly feel. Are you angry? Are you happy? Are you sad? Do you feel guilty? Do you feel shameful? Do you feel envious or jealous? Peace, love, whatever the case may be, write it down. That is, that is a practice when you start to do this that you're going to be able over a course of time to go back and look at yourself from a third-party perspective to see how you were operating your life and your business from that mindset 
and begin to look at it from a third party, how you can make changes to adopt a better mindset to move forward in the solution. So that is, that's the process that you're going to use to, to find the problem and then resolve the root cause. That's brilliant. Well, we're, we're going to be going to break really soon, so I want to give people an opportunity to uh, follow you on Facebook. So how can people follow you on social channels? Well, you can find my personal page is Chris Salem, so C-H-R-I-S Salem. I also have a professional page, Christopher Salem. That's on Facebook. And I also have two groups on Facebook, Sustainable Success, which is for my Voice America Influencer Radio Show, and also a group called Prosper Newer, which I'm happy to expand on later. In a second segment, yeah, we will do that. And we'll be back in a couple minutes, and I just want to say we'll start off with talking about uh, the fatherhood book that I want you to be a part of because uh, it's, so, it's so important that fathers have that type of knowledge of how much they impact their son or daughter and how they're raising a future adult parent. So uh, we'll be back in a couple minutes to bring that up. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. The Umbrella Syndicate amplifies good causes, good people, and good messages. They offer a suite of services that help people and businesses gain better exposure. Through working with the Umbrella Syndicate, you gain the ability to reach an audience of 50,000 unique people a week. They have recently reached over 20,000 followers on Facebook. You can view their photography and how they use it as a strong promotional tool on their Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash The Umbrella Syndicate. Show them your support by liking their page. Do you realize that the root of your challenges lie within you? It's time to find out more about coaching and how it can help both you and your business. Coaching for Real with Ronald Graves will help you gain a deeper level of self-awareness to find the answers inside yourself. Our guests are business professionals just like you who agree to a coaching session on our radio program. Tune into Coaching for Real live every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Business. Get a unique and playful insider's take on the biggest stories in tech, media, and entertainment. Join Lori H. Schwartz, well-known technology catalyst, comedian, and geek girl, as she and leading experts in the media and content business dive into the biggest stories in technology trends, consumer behaviors, and its impact on Hollywood. If you're looking to respond to the tech-fueled changes in the marketplace, then tune in to the Tech Cat Show Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business and syndicated to Voice America Women's Channel. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. This is Amplify. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. 
That's 1-866-472-5790. We also would love to hear from you via email to info at umbrellasyndicate.com. Now, back to Amplify. Welcome back to the second segment of Amplified, and we are having a great conversation with Chris Alem, and Chris has been extremely vulnerable and authentic, just like his website states he is as a leader, and we've heard from two people today in the first segment that were both affected massively in their childhood, both have written books, and both have chosen to be powerful as adults. So, uh, Chris, I wanted to just start off the show by saying that you touched on my favorite topic, fatherhood, and... Uh, probably my son's favorite topic, too, because the better father I am, the more he certainly likes that topic. So, <laughs> um, I wrote my uh, most recent book called the, 50, uh, the Fatherhood 50 Book Challenge, and you have a book in you, I think, that needs to come out that needs to be part of that challenge. So what do you think of that? I agree with you, uh, Ken. It, it's definitely something in the making. Matter of fact, I have a, a working title towards it called Prosperity Dad. And it talks about, you know, you know, for fathers, how they can find balance being good fathers as well as good husbands or if they're, you know, if they're divorced, you know, good father in itself and balancing that with their own personal life and their business. So between prosperity dad and prosperpreneur, is there a third one uh, that you're going to have the, the trinity here? Well, there'll be a book that I'm going to probably be where they kind of goes full circle with my master year in a critic resolve the root cause, create prosperity. That book was more of straight to the point on a process, how to operate in the solution rather than the effect of the cause of the problem. The radio show that I have sustainable success, I'm going to be looking at putting out a book about sustainable success. It'll look at the eight pillars of wellness. It'll look at balance between life and business because people have to treat it as one, not in separate buckets. And what are some of the processes people can go and find sustainable success across their relationships, business, and their well-being? And, we'll, and it'll be documented with uh, stories, you know, personal stories from me as well as people I've uh, coached in the past. And they either can volunteer to remain anonymous when I'm reporting this information or they give me the consent I can actually mention their names. Well, congratulations on your new show on Voice America, the Influencer Channel, nonetheless. So that's on tomorrow and every Wednesday, 11 a.m. Eastern. So uh, congratulations about that. Well, thank you so much. And, hey, and I look forward to having you on the show tomorrow. It's going to be exciting. Well, in the future, anytime you have guests and you want to promote your show on the Umbrella Syndicate, it would be our privilege and honor to help support your show. Absolutely, and vice versa on our end as well. Cool. So uh, we were talking, uh, you overheard that Jennifer and I met uh, on the marketers cruise and uh, we had different places where we, we met and had people push us together and it was it made all the difference. So you and I have uh, met at City Gala for the first time and yep. then through the CEO space community, we have uh, kind of crossed paths many times, uh, waved and, and here we are today. And it just goes to show you how important it is to get out of your your geographic area and get together with like-minded and like-hearted people so that you can really expand what you're up to in life. No, I agree with you. I think, you know, when you get together with like-minded people and, and you can share and align your synergy with your vision of what you're, what you're here for, your purpose, 
it just provides great, better impact for the people you touch with it. So it, and it takes more than one person. So I, I'm so grateful to come in contact with people like yourself, Ken, through City Gala, through CO Space, to make that happen. Well, Ryan Long is the one who created City Gala. And how did you find out about it, and what did you think of it? Well, I, I got in contact with Ryan through a person who also is also on Voice America, Allison Larson, uh, and she had made the connection, and we, Ryan and I hit it off pretty well on, on an initial phone call, and I figured I could, pro- I could help him, you know, make some connections to people that are really into supporting nonprofits, and that's more or less how we, we got connected, and wherever I could be a resource for Ryan, I, I absolutely go out of my way to do so. Excellent. Well, let's move into these uh, pillars of wellness. Tell us, tell the audience sure. how they can benefit from that. Well, I mean, when we talk about the there's there there are the eight pillars of wellness, and then we have what we call the seven step process with resolving the root cause to operating the solution. Which one do you want me to? You want me to cover the eight pillars of wellness, or my process to you know operating the solution rather than the effect of the problem? Well, let's let's be uh, optimistic and think that we can do both, but let's start with the seven steps just to review the process, and then sure. if you can go through that a little quicker, maybe we can get to at least the highlights of the pillars, and then, of course, people can reach out to you and get your book and all that good stuff later. Absolutely. Well, we did touch upon the first step when we discussed the meditation and journaling. That's called, the first step is resolving the root cause, and what's so important about this is that we're not putting the cart before the horse. A lot of times we live in a society where we put a Band-Aid on things. We manage the problem. We manage the effect of the problem. It's like a pharmaceutical drug. You take something, it's not going to solve your health issue, but it's going to manage it, but it won't solve it. So in this case, in order to operate in the solution, we have to truly resolve the cause. We can't manage the, the problem and then operate in the solution. It's, it doesn't happen. This, especially for sustainable success. So we talked about daily meditation, 15 minutes a day, journaling right after, don't overthink, don't overanalyze, and begin to write down and track what you put down on paper and what's, com- what's coming to you during those meditations. In time, once you get into the rhythm, you're going to have developed more clarity. And through that clarity, you're going to be able to really narrow down what the root cause is to those mindset barriers or emotional barriers that hold you back. Once you're able to identify the root cause, the next step is to truly release it. You're going to want to forgive the source. That could be a parent. That could be a father, mother. It could be an uncle. It could be a coach, a teacher, somebody that had, had a tremendous impact on your 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 childhood or your mindset, you know, as you develop during that time. So once we're able to truly resolve the root cause, it's now time to, you know, begin to stay in the moment through the meditation and journaling to now find where the solution is. And when we're looking for the solution, which is soon after we resolve the root cause, that takes us to step two, which is embracing change. So we have to embrace change. We have to step out of our comfort zone to do things that are going to allow us to grow towards the person that we want to become or whatever our long-term goal is to serve our purpose. So 
when we when we embrace change, we are conditioning our mindset to be open to find the solution, to find our purpose. Once we've gone through that process, we continue to step into what we call step three, stepping into your fear. You continue to step into your fear, doing something daily. It doesn't have to be something overwhelming, but something daily that's going to help you grow by keeping you out of your comfort zone. From there, as you find, you know, your purpose, you're going to want to clearly define what that is. That's step four, knowing your why to success. And it's in this process that you're going to be, you're going to then, you know, look to find who you truly are, what your purpose is, and then begin to operate in the solution. Once you've determined your purpose, you're going to need a roadmap now to live each day to operate your business and life and be accountable. And that's step five, setting goals to live life on your terms. And when we're setting goals, they have to be very specific. These words have to be impactful. Words like try and should and maybe should be eliminated. They have to be very specific because the universe will provide exactly what you want it to when you're very clear on what those goals are. But you want to be be able to not only be specific with that goal, but you want to be able to break it down into daily, smaller, attainable goals. Because the larger goal in itself could become overwhelming. That's what leads to procrastination when we become overwhelmed. And then we get anxiety and then we procrastinate. But if you break it down into daily, smaller, attainable goals using the SMART goal uh, system, you can then... Focus each day just on those attainable goals. And as you do that, you're not focused on the long-term goal and the outcome of that. You're focused just on those attainable goals. And when you do that, they're going to roll up weekly, monthly, quarterly, semi-annually, annually to take you where you want it to go. And then once you're able to get to your goal, it doesn't rest there. You want to continue to invest in yourself. Too many of us invest in material things, but not ourselves. You want to invest in your well-being. You want to invest in your mindset. You want to invest in resources that are going to, that are going to increase your strengths that, you, that offer impact to the people you serve. Continue to invest yourself in, in yourself. That would be step six. And then finally, step seven, which is really in itself part of every one of these steps, is being accountable. And too many of us are not accountable to ourselves or to other people. So we need to be accountable every step of the way and for the rest of our lives to operate in the solution, to fulfill our purpose. Does that help, Ken? Yes, I, those seven steps were uh, very, very specific, very informative, and especially the last one with being accountable is uh, dealing with the integrity and what you're committed to. So that's, that, and this is all in your book, correct? This is all in the book, yes, and I'll also briefly outlined in the website. And this is what I consult with individuals as well as in group settings. And I have a more scaled-down version for corporations, for corporate business units, sales organizations, what we call about learning to be mindful for sustainable success in your business. So what do you attribute most people being held back? There's so many people that are obviously chasing their dream. They're entrepreneurs. What do you, what do you identify as the number one or two culprits that hold people back that you help uh, 
advise on? Well, it's usually limited mindsets are tied to something that how people were raised, you know, their, their, their values, where they go. So even while parents mean well and what they do things which they think are going to be helpful to their child, sometimes in hindsight, they actually work against you. So I can give you an example. I had a client that I had coached four years ago, came from a loving family, and he couldn't seem to lose 50, he was 50 pounds overweight, and he seemed he couldn't get ahead in his business. He was very, when I say in his business, he, he worked for somebody, he didn't work for himself. He didn't really advance that much in over 20 years. He basically had the same job. But what I wow. came to find out was that his mother did everything for him. She cooked, cleaned, picked up after him, tied his shoes until he was 14. He had, she enabled him. Now, it wasn't his fault, but that's all he knew. And as he was, because he was enabled, he really didn't come out of his comfort zone in his adult years to challenge himself. He did the bare minimum just to get by. So we had to undo all of that because that was the mindset that he had. So in order to release the 50 pounds, because that was a form of control that he had passive anger towards his mother, we were able to help change that mindset so that he could release the weight and also adopt better habits, behaviors, and disciplines, getting him out of his comfort zone to take him to the next level in, in what he did with his job. And today he makes three times more than he did, and he's released the 50 pounds. Then he's kept it off. Awesome. So just to, I guess, be a little introspective, had your dad enabled you and your brother, what do you think the difference would have been in your life? Obviously, it would have made your life a lot different, correct? Absolutely. I mean, my way, my father's way of showing his love was just buying us things, you know, kind of shut us up. Right. And, you know, but I did develop some good you know, I picked up to some good things about my father. I, I had a strong work ethic, which he did. He was a saver, and I was a saver. But yet, from him, I just I was able. I was I was I became a people pleaser when I was young. And I, because mm-hmm. I didn't know who I was, I would engage in certain behaviors, and that would, you know, try to get people's attention, but the wrong attention. So those were some of the things that I picked up on from my father that I knew that I didn't want to pass along to my future kids. Got it. Why I had to go through this process. Well, let's uh, bridge over to prosper newer because that's a fascinating word and it's got such a beautiful ring to it. So tell us about becoming one. Well, uh, first let me define what a prosper newer is. People often ask, uh, this was a name that actually woke me up out of a dead sleep about four years ago. And I remember it was, I remember it was about two thirty in the morning. I woke up and I felt like once I was up, I felt like I had been up for an hour already. I mean, that, I mean, literally just woke me up and I was wide awake and I wrote down this term and I remember the next day looking it up to see if, you know, if somebody had used it, if it was trademarked and it had it been. So what prosperdoer means is, is when one's wellness, and when I say wellness, not just your physical health, but your emotional health, your spiritual health, your occupational health, financial, intellectual, environmental. There's eight pillars of wellness, and I can spend a whole show on that. 
when they are in balance and then in alignment with your wealth factors. Now, when I say wealth, that means what you do in serving your purpose in your career. Are you a good saver? Do you invest your money wisely? Do you have freedom? Are you being truly who you are? So when that, when your wellness and your wealth factors are in alignment is when you can experience true prosperity. So that's what Prospreneur stands for. And it doesn't necessarily mean you have to be an entrepreneur to be a Prospreneur, but somebody that puts their wellness first and finds balance as the key to sustainable success for true prosperity. Well, that is totally cool. So what are your recommendations for people to actually start taking a journey? I would say, again, you know, take a look at your wellness first. See where there might be something off balance. Okay. If you're physically off, I'm sure that there's something emotionally off. There's something financially off. Something socially off. And when you begin to look at each of the eight pillars of wellness and begin to tackle each one individually first, but the, you know, which one is most important in time that you'll begin to balance out all of them. And when that balance comes into sync, you can begin to align that with your wealth factors and change any habits, behaviors, or disciplines that will get you to where you want to be. Understood. I'll say that uh, it's very clear to me that you live the way you actually teach and that in your voice, you can hear the intentionality, the positivity, um, your social media, you're, you're very on top of your game. You're playing, I think, the biggest game one could play. You're, you're just very much uh, in tune with what you want to accomplish in life. And so, you know, congratulations for that. Thank you. Yeah, it's living authentically, being who you are. It's not about fame and fortune for me. It's about, you know, adding value and being an example of this lifestyle that people can strive for to have sustainable success. Life's not perfect. There's going to be ups and downs, but it's how we, we, we act, you know, how we adapt towards it. And well, are you we ready? can have sustainable success. You ready for a jolt, Chris? Sure. We're going to do rapid fire. And uh, we're very sorry that Gita has been, uh, you know, ill and, unable to be part of the show today, so we hope she feels better. She's always a very good uh, participant in the rapid-fire game, and the idea is that Joyce and I will ask you rapid-fire questions, and you'll give rapid-fire responses. So it's the idea is how many things can we possibly ask and learn from you in the short amount of time we have left so that our listeners not only hear about it, but we can follow it later, okay? So I will start off with uh, what book or two books uh, ended up changing your life the most. Think and Grow Rich. There's many of them, but The Power of Focus from Jack Canfield, Mark Victor Hansen. Awesome. Joyce? Uh, favorite causes you support? Anything related to children, so Make-A-Wish with Frank Shankowitz is on top of my list. Okay. Okay. And uh, what is a quote that you like to live by and possibly use in your speaking? Everything that you desire is on the other side of fear of Jack Canfield. Choice. Awesome. One person you would like to meet. I would love to meet Jesus if I had a chance. Great. And what are you most proud of? Proud of where I come from and where I'm at now and everything about my son. Favorite pastime? What do you do to relax? 
I work out. Believe it or not, you would think that's not relaxing, but it is for me. Working out mm-hmm. and reading. Uh, where's the, your favorite place you've ever been? Favorite place I've been, would say, is Tahiti. Very peaceful. And some of the be- best food I've ever had at a French Polynesian restaurant there. Yeah, it is awesome there. i got to agree. Joyce? Um, where, so follow up to that, where do you want to go? Where I want to go is I want to reach as many people as I possibly can with this message. I see so many people, you know, managing the effect of the cause of their lives or suffering in silence or not where they want to be professionally in their business, that the solution is there. It's always with you. The problem and the solution are always with mm-hmm. you. That's the message I want to get out to people. Stop looking for the short-term solution in a box. It doesn't exist. All right, Chris, what's your next challenge? Next challenge is to continue to evolve with what I do, with what I practice here. You know, I'm a work in progress. We all are. And the goal is to always find ways to to improve my better self, to add more value to people in this world. Do you have a favorite uh, symbol or like a mnemonic device or something like that that you use? I wouldn't say that I have any particular favorite symbol. I mean, the... I believe in the yin and the yang, you know, that type of symbol. Mm-hmm. I believe that we're all energy and we need to have balance. Mm-hmm. So if I had to pick one, I would pick that. Yeah, great. Uh, what would you, since you're going to be playing this uh, for your son, what would you want your son to hear you say to him? I would say that I'm always proud of everything he does. I'm always there to support him. And I want him to experience everything that life has to offer and to follow his purpose and dreams. I'm just here to be a guide and to provide those situations that will help him grow. Oh, that's wonderful. What's your next event, Chris? My next event is, actually, it's a small one. I mean, I'm speaking at a technology center in Stanford, Connecticut next week, but uh, I will be in Miami speaking at an event called Empowering Seminars. And then I got a bunch of stuff coming up at the, you know, I'm going to be speaking on a cruise ship uh, going to Cuba in early November. So that's going to be exciting. Looking forward to that. And a lot of other little things in between. Great. And how can people follow you and connect with you? Well, you can always visit me again at at ChristopherSalem.com. Or you're more than welcome to reach out to me by email at Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. LinkedIn, Christopher Salem, Facebook. Again, Chris Salem, my professional page, Christopher Salem, their Sustainable Success Radio Show, and Prospreneur Group as well. Any of those areas, you can find me. We'll put links of all those things you just mentioned, as well as links to Amazon to purchase your book. Is your book also available electronically? The book is available on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Again, that's Master Your Inner Critic, Resolve the Root Cause, Create Prosperity. And then I also had a book I co-authored with Jack Canfield and some other... Contributors that came out July 13th, Mastering the Art of Success, the new edition. It's also available on Amazon. Well, Chris, you have been amplified, and we're so happy that you were able to spend an hour with us today. I look forward to spending another hour with you tomorrow on the Influencer Channel through Voice America. And if anyone that's listening to the show is interested in learning how they, too, can have their voice on a platform as wonderful as Voice America, reach out to us, and we'll connect you to Voice America, and you will be amplified as well. Thank you very much, Chris, and look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Ken, thank you so much, and Joyce, thank you for having me today. Thank you. 
hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Amplified. Be sure to join Ken Rashan again next Tuesday afternoon at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now, go get your message heard.